And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hello, friends, people of the internet, people of the world. How are you? I'm pretty good. Just had some coffee. It's sunny today, which is nice. I'm still chilling with my foster cat, crossed paws, sitting on the couch, looking adorable. Things are good. This week, I chatted with my friend. Here's a bit of an alias, um, so just get ready for this. This isn't her totally real name, but um, it's kind of a real name. I chatted with my friend Emily Legs. Emily Legs. She's a dance artist and a derby star, and also like just an all-around awesome person, also just a sex-positive person beacon of light in the world. So that's why I was chatting to her about sex. It had come up. It had come up in a regular hangout. And I thought, let's do it for the podcast, little lady. That's what I said. I said it in my head. So what to say in the intro? I mean, it's all very self-explanatory. We were talking about experience and sex and how important is experience for good sex. And I think we pretty much answered it within the first five minutes, but then we just kept talking, which is very interesting. Emily has a lot of great things to say about all of this. And I mostly just listened and made smart ass remarks, you know. So yes, experience in sex. I feel as though, um, in order to round out the show and give you a little taste of my life off the top, perhaps I should be regaling you with some kind of a sex anecdote. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I do sometimes on stage, you can you can come to a live show and within a circle of live trust, we can talk about that kind of stuff if you want a little bit. Not on the podcast. My mom knows how to Google. Although I think I don't think she has any idea that this exists, which is good. And and I didn't mean to just invoke my mom when I was talking about sex, but that's kind of the place that it goes in a fearful direction. We're just like, I can't. There's reasons. There's there's people alive that don't want to hear about my sex life. Um, and those people know how to Google. So th- we're, this is where we're going to leave it. Uh, I hope you guys are great. I hope you are having the exact amount of sex that you want to be having or not having. And if you're not having it, that you're cool with, I don't know. So you know what? Sex is, it can be a, a fraught talk, topic of conversation. Can it? it can be a fraught thing to think about. Oftentimes people think that everybody else is having way more and way better sex than they are. And then they get kind of, Meh. but who knows? Who knows what's happening out there? I say, please yourself. I said it in the, in the proper podcast as well. I say, you know, light some candles, get some coconut oil. I don't know why. Maybe don't. Just get, just get it in case you need to do some gluten-free baking later. Just have it on your shelves. This has nothing to do with your masturbation session. Just get some coconut oil. Have it on the shelves for later. Um, light some candles. Draw a bath. Do you have a bath? I don't know. I'm not going to set out this scenario. I don't know how you masturbate. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Do, how, do it how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Maybe you... Maybe you Okay. No, no. Why is it getting so graphic? I was just going to say, maybe you like hump a corner of your couch. I don't know what you do. But then I didn't even want to say that because who knows? Like, why are we having the, ugh, guys, don't make it weird. Oh, let's just get Emily on this thing. All right. So here we go. Hardly anyone's listening. It doesn't matter. Okay. Let's let's get real. Let's get right into this. Let's get intimate. How important is experience when it comes to sex? You know what? Let me say this. Let me tell everybody this. This question came about because we were hanging out the other night. We were talking about, what were we talking about? We were talking about bi-curious women Mm -hmm. and a woman's first encounter with another woman. 
which seems to be happening a lot at people our age at this <laughs> point in history. I think, yeah, it's totally happening. Sexuality is fluid, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you're into, get into it, is what I say. But we were... I mean, how did it come about? We were kind of, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if that would be great. And you're like, I don't know. Experience doesn't really matter. Yeah, that was pretty much how it started. Okay. Because you know? I've had the, the great pleasure and great misfortune of being with the number of people <laughs> that have, I was their first experience. Or as I say, I was the gatekeeper to the land of lesbianity. I like that. And you're talking, <laughs> you're talking specifically about women then. Like for, yes. formerly, quote, straight women who. Yeah. Yeah. In that instance, yeah. Well, let's get into details. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, like, okay, how how many, more or less, and were they... Oh, those are details I don't think I need to talk about. Okay. But we're, we're dealing with, like, a pool here. Yeah. We're drawing from... It's not one person. It's not one person. And of those, we're, we're dealing with a pool. Did I just say that? Yeah. And of those... Um, we hope we're dealing with a pool. Like, can you of- say more or less, like, how many were great or not great? Like, percentages? Mm-hmm. I don't know where to yeah. start this conversation, obviously. Well, I wouldn't start it there because I think, I mean, if I get to talk, I get to talk about it. I'm on the podcast. Yeah, this you talk about it. You take this over. I'm going to take this over and we can come back to answering that question later on if you it, like. It doesn't even matter. But I, but when we did talk about this before, I told you, you have to do most of the heavy lifting. All right. I'll do some heavy lifting here. Do some heavy lifting. Because I think there's a big um, preconception that like by curious girls and there's a stigma and I've heard it from, you know. That by curious girls are going to be bad in bed. They have no experience. And I don't think that's necessarily true. That's where I would start it. I think the prerequisite for good sex is not experience. Um, what is the prerequisite? The prerequisite? Okay. Okay. This is a good question. And I have an answer for this question. I know you do. Because you I talked know. about it the other night. Yeah. I really think that people being... Having enough courage to be to accept their own bodies and being comfortable with their own bodies um, and desire. I would say that courage and desire or like a, a lack of shame and desire are way more important than experience than experience. I love it. I feel like we nailed it. We're only a few minutes into this I know, podcast. This is it. This is Case important. closed. Case Good night, closed. everybody. No, that's a great thing. Courage and desire are the prerequisites to get sex, yeah. not necessarily experience. And I think I would go that I would give a counter example. I mean, I've been, I remember being with uh, one woman in particular who had experience with sex, but was so uncomfortable with her own body, right? so uncomfortable with her butt, for example, that she would hide it, you know, after months. Wait, how do you hide your I own butt know. during sex? Well, that was the weird <laughs> thing, you know, like she would be so focused on trying to hide it from yeah. me as though I didn't think she was super hot. Honestly, though, how do you hide, like, practically, how do you hide your own butt? During- well, that's it. It's limiting, right? <laughs> you sit on your butt and you try to hide it. You turn really? off the lights. You try yeah. to, like, cover it up all the time. And, like, you try to do everything <laughs> to hide it. Well, what's this fleece throw doing here? <laughs> oh, nothing. nothing. Just right over the butt. Totally. <sighs> that's so funny. So it that gets in the way, you know? And it's hard to really enjoy yourself if you're constantly worried about, like, you're ashamed of how you look. Yeah. It's hard to have good sex. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with experience. Um, I think that's huge. I would say in my experience, that's that's also true. It's like way more fun to be with someone who may or may not have a perfect body or whatever. I don't mean to a, say perfect. Well, who I has mean, a perfect body, right? Know, Nobody does. The, the idea of a perfect body in the media or whatever that is. Um, 
if you're just in your body, whatever it is, and you're into it and you're having fun with it, that's that's the sexiest thing. That's really great. Rather than being with someone who's like, I don't know, like a media ideal that's like super uptight. Or, yeah. And no one, I think, I think also, you know, nobody is 100% comfortable in their skin and loves their body 100%. It's really difficult. You I, do, don't you? No. Okay. Almost. I know, you're so close. But in this like visual-centered, like media-centered world, it's impossible. Yeah. And it's not about feeling, okay, I feel 100% good about my body. Now I can finally start having good sex with people. I think it's... um being willing to willing to like show up and like it takes vulnerability which we were talking about also that yeah, night we you were. know but it, you have to be a little bit vulnerable and be willing to share that intimate thing which is your own body with someone else and be willing to be like here's all the parts the bad ones good ones things I'm uncomfortable with and let's do it you have to trust your partner to accept that and most of the time if you're having sex with someone hopefully they think you're the hottest stuff on earth. Yeah. And they can't wait to see your beautiful naked body and they can't wait to like make you have all sorts of pleasure. So like being willing to go there is what makes for good sex, not anything. I don't know. I I just feel like you're spouting so much wisdom on this podcast <laughs> and I'm excited for everybody listening because I hope that people are listening who um I don't know who if they sometimes feel uncomfortable or if they don't have a lot of sexual experience. I feel like you're just here like, oh, <laughs> it's fine. And that's really good. Guys, after you listen to this podcast, go have sex with someone. Go have good sex Even with someone. Even if it's with yourself. You know what I mean? You don't always need a partner. Be Show up for yourself with your imperfect body. And exactly. Love it. But I'm, that's true. That's totally true because there's ways to masturbate. And there's ways that are like kind of turn off all the lights and like kind of touch yourself as fast as you can and go to sleep and there's other ways that you're like i'm so hot and i feel so good and i'm gonna make myself feel amazing yeah and like light a few candles light it, i don't know put on a little berry want. white i don't know what you're yeah. into berry white. <laughs> i thought well okay well masturbation could count as experience couldn't it sexual Absolutely. experience how important do you think it is for people say to have experience with themselves before they have experience with someone else i think it's important um, particularly for women, um, because I think there's a lot of, um, myth and a lot of um, tension surrounding orgasm for women. And I think it can, it takes, I think you need to, you need to know your own body. You need, I mean, just in the same way, I feel like you need to accept your own body before you can feel really comfortable in an intimate situation with someone. Mm -hmm. I think you need to know your own body sexually before you can really engage fully and to your maximum potential with someone else you know i know some women that have like never had an orgasm and expect they're one day going to meet this amazing partner that gives them all this magical experience which is cool yeah. you know maybe that doesn't will work that way ladies your shit's complicated yeah you gotta figure that you out you gotta at least have a rough draft of an owner's manual before you show up <laughs> definitely <laughs> just even definitely. pencil even if it's just like ikea pictograms and practice turn the allen key this way and then yeah. voila orgasm totally I just said voila. Voila orgasm. <laughs> voila orgasm. Voila. 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 Yeah, like the so. American that I am. That was embarrassing. Um, I feel like I want you to give me, I want you to give me like anecdotes and details. This Ooh, is also what the people this is, want. This is what the people want. They yeah. want the details. Surely that there are things that are far enough in your past that we can talk about them. Well, let's get, let's get to some, I don't want to talk about anyone 
specifically in an identifiable way. Of course not. But let's talk about some bad experiences because you know what? Anyone that has a little bit more experience um, and has been with somebody that's just having sex for the first time or someone new to a different sexuality, there are bad experiences. There's a, there's a, you know, validity behind the stigma that, for example, a hetero girl kind of getting curious might be a bad experience. You follow that? Yes, I'm following. Yeah, I'm you following. look very confused. Well, no, it's because I was thinking, I was just thinking in my mind about, have I had bad sexual experiences and what are they and are we going to talk about this? But I'm yeah, still present. Yeah, maybe we are. I'm maybe it's not only going to be, you might do some light lifting while I do some medium lifting. Yeah, I'll do some light lifting. I'll think about it. But meanwhile, let's get right back into this. What is the validity? What? Well, I guess we already, it's a little bit of what I already said for me anyway, but I feel like people feel like with experience, they're going to know what to do. And when they know what to do, then they're going to be a good partner. Right. So they like know some sort of technique or they like refine their like, I don't know what. But we think. can talk about the fact that everybody's different. Every body is different. Completely and different. And you can like completely, completely different. get your PhD in one girl and try to take that thesis to the next. And it's not even the same program. No. Yeah. No. It's not even the same field of study. It's not even the same field of study. <laughs> and then that's it. And so with all that talk about vulnerability is there needs to be an openness. I know everyone's going to hate this. You need to be able to communicate a little bit. You know, <laughs> you have to be able to listen and read intuitively what somebody wants. And you have to know yourself a little bit. Do you think there's any shortcuts or tips or tricks? What if, what if people are hearing you say that know intuitively what someone wants? What's behind that? What else does that mean? What does it mean to I say I mean, that? I know, I feel like I know what it means or what listening means, but... How would you how would you explain that to someone that's like, well, what do you mean? Well, I think for it's much easier than most people think. I think a lot of people go into sex and knowing this, coming into it saying both of us are going to come into the situation feeling a little bit vulnerable, no matter how much experience we have, a mm -hmm. little bit vulnerable, a little bit unsure. And, you know, half of our brain, even we're super excited to see this person, we're going to be thinking about ourselves a little bit. So know, coming into the situation, knowing the other person's going to be preoccupied with themselves a little bit, their own vulnerabilities, especially if things are not flowing smoothly, you mm -hmm. know, I think you just need to be like, oh, what's going on for this person? Or like, did I do something that made them uncomfortable? And you know what? The best thing to do is ask really bluntly. But know? maybe not necessarily in that moment. In that moment. Yes. I, I think it's fine. I mean... I think there can be such a thing as like too much non-sexy communication during Absolutely. sex. Absolutely. Right? Well, there should definitely not be any non-sexy communication, okay. I don't think. They're like, um, excuse me, did I, is there any reason why you're feeling uncomfortable? Uh, ugh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. That's you don't want to do good. that. Yeah. And you don't want to like make it into a discussion at all. And um, <laughs> if things Wait, are... Wait, oh, oh, you like that? <laughs> like get out your notebebook, make, yeah, a, little total, note. make a little note. Just jotting that down for future reference. Close. But I think, honestly, the... Well, I don't want to like spoil all my secrets here, but spoil I spoil some secrets. I people think, need secrets. Okay, people, this is what you need to do. You need to say what you like. You know, you need to tell people. If people need, especially if somebody, especially if you happen to be with somebody that you think seems to have some body issues, or you know, or you know what, anybody that you just want to reassure them, tell them they're hot. Yeah, say, like you're so hot. I love it when you do that to me. You look so good when you do that. 
Oh man, you're so fucking I'm getting hot. turned on. That's just the best line ever. With all my clothes on, sitting Here, cross-legged on your bed. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You're so fucking hot. Just say that like five times if you mean it. You know, say what's honest. You know, that is a great thing. That is a great thing. And um, it's it is also it is super hot when you're in bed with somebody who does know what they like and does know what they want and just says it or asks you for it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I can do that. And you know, you're on the right track. And totally. it's fun. Yeah. And I really think it's not like I like this, so do it like this. I, some people are like, can you show me how to do that? Which is a fine question. Or like, how do you like to be touched? That's a great question. But I think some people want to know the one method that's perfect for the other person. And that's no good. No, that's not fun because you, you're going to you're gonna discover things together, right? And the, the, other person, exactly. the other person never had sex with you before. So mm-hmm. they don't know exactly what you're going to bring to the metaphorical table. Exactly. So yeah. you, or the, or the, the, table's good or the literal table, depending oh, on where yeah, you are. It exactly. might be the table. But I feel like you can be open and explore and <clears throat> see that together. Did I miss my... I thought I had a big punchline coming. I feel like I... A punchline? You were going to do I, a punchline? I thought there was a punchline and I, I missed it somehow. I forgot. I don't know. I'm not sure where we All were. All right. Going. So you say someone... Okay. You say, you know, tell people how you feel. And you can also say, I would love to do this. You know, and they can see how they respond, you know? Yeah. Or if somebody... Or you can tell, I'd love it if you did this. You yeah, know, it's really simple communication. Uh, here's a funny anecdote. Okay, but without any details. Um, I was in bed with someone once that was like, <laughs> it was kind of the greatest thing ever. They were like, "I want you to do whatever you want to do to me," and I was like, "Fucking yeah!" So I said, "Like, well, I want to do," and they were like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "Huh? Okay. Well, I guess you didn't mean that. Uh, what specific actions exactly should I be doing right now?" But I thought that was hilarious. I couldn't crack yeah. up at the time, but in my mind, I was cracking up. And I'm glad I got a chance to tell that story right now. This is great. This is a topic I think we should do in a future pro- podcast. Which is what? Which is what? This is a topic which is going to lose me some friends. But the topic, w- I might title it, Why All Submissives Are dom- Dominant. They are. They aren't are. They, they are. Because <laughs> well, they, don't want, they don't want you to do whatever you want to do. No, they, they want don't. you to do exactly what they want in exactly their way, in exactly the most safest situation possible. So, you know, yeah, they, they like to true. be completely in control of the situation. But I think, and maybe this is taking the romance and the sexiness and the fun and the mystery out of it. But I think ultimately all submissives, submissives are dominant because consent. <laughs> because that's really what it comes down to, right? Consent is great. Yeah. So when it's like they're... Yeah, they're consenting to exactly what they want. And then yeah. you have to do exactly what they want. Yeah. But it's a funny role reversal. It's really weird. Because yeah. the dominant person is not the one making the decisions. No, the dominant person is is the true submissive. Yep. So I feel like talking about experience. I also love that that topic would lose you friends. Why? <laughs> like, I don't know. Not you have a lot of submissive friends? Or what are we I talking have about some here? submissive friends yeah. that don't appreciate having their... Um, Whatever. We're not going there. I'm stopping. <laughs> okay, Let's stop yourself. Let's talk about sex and experience. Let's talk about sex and experience. Well, we're, we're pretty much saying experience isn't necessarily the most important thing when it comes to having good sex. You can have great sex without a lot of prior experience with other partners or with that exactly. partner. Exactly. And imagine some, like, uh, this beautiful woman that has wanted to have sex with women her whole life, even if she hadn't dealt with that. And finally, that dream is coming true. And you're like in front of her and she's open to new sexual experiences. She's open to her own body and exploring and she knows how to communicate what she wants. How could that be bad? How could that be bad? That I feel like bad. you should say that scenario again slower and then I'll All put right. some music behind it later. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can listen to this podcast mm-hmm. over and over. 
and over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So it's not that important. But there, I let's see this. There's a correlation, I would say, because people with more experience are probably more likely to be open, more accustomed, at least, to have, having themselves be naked and exposing themselves to someone and exploring new sexual things and be in touch with their own body. Exactly. Yeah. Not necessarily, but I think there's a, a, hopefully a tendency. Let's talk about first time sex for a minute with anyone, regardless of their experience level. Um, have you, I mean, you probably have because, you, you know, you have a fair amount of sexual experience. Oh. <laughs> we were talking about how much to reveal before I we know. started talking. And I thought I didn't have any, but I think maybe I have a fair amount as well. Um, have you had like mind blowing first time sexual experiences with other people? Like in, in, do you think... You, I don't know. It usually gets better over time with other people. Sometimes you can have mind-blowing first experiences. Sometimes you can have like horrible first experiences. Yeah. Well, I think in a, if you're in a relationship or something with someone, over time, hopefully, you're continuing to communicate and get to know each other better and better, and the sex should get better and better. Yeah. In my experience, it usually does. Yeah. Um, I've also until had, you're 80, and it's until just you're like 80, the hottest it, sex you ever had. That's why everyone has a heart attacks when they're 80s. 60 years. <laughs> But I've had experiences with virgins, and it was great. It was great for me. It was amazing for them. Yeah. You know? And I think I've also had experience with other people where it's been the opposite. It's been kind of hard for them because they don't get over their own, like, fear, you know, and their own expectations and their own... I mean, maybe that's another topic we should bring up. I think sex, you have to, like, kind of let go of the expectations. Yeah. And I think that's the problem in when couples lose their sexual spark sometimes is they is you start to expect, you know what you're going to get, right? You know, you know, what's coming, you know, it's going to be so good. And I think you need to work to, to let expectation drop and let yourself totally be surprised by your partner. Even after like three years, you know, yeah. I'm having a fun visual of a partner just popping out of a cardboard box. Surprise. <laughs> Whoa. What's happening? That's so that funny. could be hot. Cardboard box. Sex. Just at the, yeah. Well, cause there's a cardboard box here at the end of your bed. And I just pictured someone jumping out of it with like a t- tiger mask. And t- <laughs> Saving that for the like, end of the podcast. Surprise. <laughs> wow, surprise. Never, I'm still sexy. Let's do this. I never expected this to happen. A tiger mask and some pasties. Yeah. Let's get into it. I don't know. All right, let's that, do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the visual in my head for some reason. Yes. Why don't you surprise me? <laughs> surprise! <laughs> With uh, come on, I want some anecdotes. I want some. I want some meat here. Ooh, what kind of meat? I'm just. I'm curious about. I just. I keep putting it on the listeners. It's really just me. I'm like, people want to know. Just okay. I want to know. I want to hear about like right. bad experiences. Bad experiences. Yeah, maybe that's more. That, maybe that's more interesting to me than like good experiences. <clears throat> okay, I was gonna say a good experience. Okay, I'll go with bad. Let's go with bad. Say a good one. I don't um, know. Say whatever. I need a second to think of them. I'm sorry. Okay. I should have re- took in notes before this interview. No, nobody ever does. Um, what a okay, a good one. Tell me a great one. I feel like great ones are harder to talk about. Because then we're just kind of doing erotica well, on the podcast. <laughs> well, I had a great one. Less great for me, but for, for the partner I was with, I think it was amazing. It was this guy whose first time ever, he was 30-something. And like, so, he was so vulnerable and mm. it was so transparent and so ob- so obvious that yeah. going into it, he was really nervous. And it's, I think it's surprising how many guys end up in their 30s and they're not like, 
fat, ugly losers, you know, it's really, really sweet guys. Um, maybe just a little bit heavier, really sweet and kind, Yeah, which is a problem for getting women apparently. Yeah. And, uh, a little bit geeky, um, a little bit romantic. So just never ended up, you know, maybe had one girlfriend or two girlfriends, but never ended up having sex. Yeah. I imagine once you reach a certain point in this culture and you're a virgin, it just gets harder and harder. Like you're 21. Okay. That's kind of weird. You're 23. All right. You're 25. Oh no, what's wrong with me? And then Mm -hmm. it becomes this thing that perpetuates itself where you're just not doing it. And you're just like paralyzed and terrified. And so much fear and so much. And so, but I have to say it was, he was so, he was afraid, but willing just to take that little step, willing to be vulnerable and willing to, he was really ready for it, I guess, in this really sweet, transparent, open way. And I think like he had the most amazing experience of his life, which was so beautiful for me. Like I remember it. It's, yeah. it's touching to even just recall. And in terms of like, especially I think men have a lot, there's so much hang up in our society about the, the perfect hard on that gets hard at exactly the right moment and lasts exactly the right amount of time. And then they have their orgasm at the right moment. Right. And so I think for him in terms of that, it was his ideal, you know, it meant all the ideal for him and he had a great experience. I think he felt his body was, um, a wonderland. Wonderland. <laughs> a happy Wonderland. That was not quite the adjective I was going to use, but there you have it. It was a Wonderland. I didn't mean to cut you off. You felt his body was, he felt his body was what? Like, appreciated and valuable and sexy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think that's the responsibility of every sexual partner in an encounter. You're, the person you're with needs to feel sexy and beautiful. Yeah. That's your job. No matter what else you do, forget about orgasms and all that stuff. Like, what's really important is they need to feel good and beautiful. And I like odd. how forcefully you just said that. That's your job. Punch in, punch out. They need to feel sexy. And if you fail at your job, it sucks. It doesn't matter if they have five orgasms, fired. but if they feel ugly, well, you you fi- you should be fired. You should be yeah. fired without pay. I love that. Do you know what? I feel like we could talk about this forever, um, but I think this is a perfect place to end it. And uh, we'll have you back for sure because yeah. people love talking about sex. I'm sure you have a million other things we could talk about, but I'm going to mine wow. you. I'm going to mine you on this sex stuff for oh my a while, God. which is also the line I use to pick up ladies. I'm going to mine you on this sex stuff is what I say. Mm, let's get mining. I, I mean, mean uh, <laughs> it always works. Uh, it never works. Um, thanks. 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 You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it, but um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>